0: This week in Dukan Gamer, Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, and just a little talk on fighting games in general. Welcome, everyone, to episode 8 of The Kong Gamer, and once again, we have another themed episode, so fighting games galore this week, you guys. So first off, you know, um, that song at the, be- at the beginning of this segment, the um, high score segment, just one of those things, really, that make you smile whenever you're a gamer, really. I mean, I know it's sort of geeky for me to say that and everything, because the song is terrible, quite honestly, but it's one of those things that just makes me smile, really, uh, one of those silly things um, that really only gamers can relate to, I suppose, because, I don't know, um, it was just a lot of fun, that song came out, together with a movie, back in, I don't know, um, late 1990s, maybe, I actually forgot, but when Mortal Kombat was still quite famous, um, that song came out, and, I don't know, it just reminds me so much of, where Mortal Kombat was during the time, and how popular it was, how fighting games are popular in general, actually. And, I don't know, it just makes these emotions come out, or, I forgot the word, but, you know, it just makes you smile at the end of the day. Um, Silly, definitely, the song's silly, but so, so much fun. Um, So, well, there you go. so this week in high Score, we'll be talking about the um, uh, newest installment in the Mortal Kombat series, a long-running Mortal Kombat series, which is Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Now, um, I will have to admit to you guys that I haven't played Mortal Kombat for a very, very long time. The last Mortal Kombat I played was still back in the Super NES, um, Mortal Kombat 3, and I even remember that... I didn't even ask for this game. My my grandfather just bought it for me one Christmas without me even asking for it, which is actually quite rare. It's the only game, apparently, that, in my memory at least, that I never asked for yet got. Um, I had fun with Mortal Kombat 3, most definitely, but, you know, um, I think a lot of people would agree with me that still my favorite Mortal Kombat ever, and I guess the only Mortal Kombat that I really liked was Mortal Kombat 2 um, so, you know, a little background on Mortal Kombat, to me, at least, how I personally saw it. So, of course, um, circa, I don't know, 15 years ago or more, um, fighting games were all the rage, and most especially Street Street Fighter 2. um, and then suddenly this, you know, photorealistic, ultra-violent game in Mortal Kombat came out, and everybody was like, oh my god, so bloody, so gory, you can Um, split somebody in half and grab somebody's heart and pull somebody's head off with a spine um, dangling and all of that. It was fun. I mean, the novelty of it was definitely there. It was was a very, very violent game. We're in, you know, um, during the time, and during the time not a lot of violent games were out. Um, If I remember correctly, or at least, you know, I'm quite positive that this was the first ultra, ultra, ultra violent game that ever came out. I mean, even more than Doom and all of that. I mean, most definitely, there were violent games before this game, but this is probably the most violent game that ever came out that made it to the mainstream. I'm not really into the whole underground world of video games or anything, so in my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, Mortal Kombat was the game that was super, super violent, that everybody knew. I mean, it's that the first one ever that... Anybody, everybody knew. And it had that emphasis on violence, especially because of the fatalities and everything. So, you know, um, Mortal Kombat was out there um, shortly after Street Fighter, I believe, or did it come out with Street Fighter 2 Turbo? Something around that. I mean, you know, Street Fighter 2 definitely had a significant um... It was released significantly before Mortal Kombat, but still, when Mortal Kombat came out, it had a huge, huge presence in the the arcades. I mean, back in the day when the arcades were still a viable way of playing games, um, these days are pretty much long and gone. But yeah, at the time, it was really a battle between Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, if you ask me. I mean, they were the, the titans of the genre. Nobody else really played anything, anything, I mean, you know, not, no other, no other fighting game title ever made it as far as these two titles did. But, that said, Mortal Kombat to me never really appealed to me. I mean, when it came out, I was a very, very huge Street Fighter 2 fan, and still am, quite honestly. Um, and, you know, when Mortal Kombat came out, it just seemed so very, very clunky to me. I mean, I appreciated the graphics, I pre- appreciated the gore, Although the gore wasn't, you know, so much of an appealing thing to me more than something different. You know what I mean? Um, I wasn't, I have never been uh, a gamer who just really liked the gore and looked for games that had gore and violence. But, you know, definitely Mortal Kombat had that to its advantage over Street Fighter. that It had that sort of, I don't know, carnal appeal, perhaps, that only, you know, blood and guts can give you. And it was very charming, quite honestly, even during the day. And, you know, um, I think the VO of the guy saying the rounds and everything was super, super, was excellent. I mean, pun not intended, but yeah, excellent. And um, it's just, I don't know, it's a little more, how should I put it? Um... A little darker and everything, and I'm a very dark person. So I guess that whole atmosphere of darkness really appealed to me even back then. Um, but then again, again, even back in the day, I guess, without me realizing it, I really liked games that were more fluid, were played better, were more intelligible, were more understandable than other games. And that is why I like Street Fighter Two more than I did Mortal Kombat back in the day. Um, it's just so weird, the controls of Mortal Kombat, even today, you know, having to press forward, um, twice, or backward twice and forward again, and, you know, it it was just very clunky, as opposed to the very fluid, um, move list, move motions of Street Fighter 2. I mean, you know, um, instead of, um, back... Um, down, down, forward, forward, for a fireball, you'd be doing like forward, forward or back forward, but it's kind of weird. it's like kind of I don't know, almost um, it's almost a really, really old way of doing it for some reason to me. It's like playing a game and watch where you really had single inputs as opposed to a more fluid input that really takes into account like diagonals or what um i I remember probably the first move i. I learned in the game, which was Raiden's, or Raiden's, you know, Superman move, um, which is back, back, forward. And even then, it was so, so strange. I mean, on a control pad, it felt more natural, because, yeah, like I said, it was sort of game-watchy. But in the arcades, where you have to tap the the joystick, back, back, then forward, it's weird. It was so strange. And, you know, it just didn't lend well to the movements of the character if you want to jump and everything. It was just... Clicky, for the lack of a better term. Um, But, you know, that said, it was definitely cool that, you know, it had that very photorealistic look to it. I don't know what you call it, really. They look like photographs of people, and they basically just animated it. Um, Of course, that did um, sort of, what do you call this, uh, it did have an adverse effect on the animation itself, because you know, the the moves weren't very fluid as well. They were very tight, they were very, they felt very constricted. It's like, constricted. the characters were just so stiff whenever they jumped and pulled off, like, a kick. They'd be in the kick, still, the kick animation forever. And, you know, they see, the whole time they're on the air, they're just basically kicking, as opposed to, let's say, Seatfire 2, wherein when you jump, you kick for just a fraction of a second, then when you land, you're no longer in that kick position, which is completely different, right? And that for me, you know, all of these differences in graphics, all these differences in control, made Street Fighter II uh, the more competent fighter when it came to, you know, fluidity and how it actually really controlled. But definitely, there is a really, really, you know, um, a definite charm to the violence, ultra violence of Mortal Kombat. So, you know, it's kind of like Street Fighter 2 was the sort of stereotype, the benchmark, the sort of, I don't know how to put it, the most generic um, street uh, fighting game out there to which every other game were benchmarked and everything else was just a sort of deviation from the Street Fighter mold. And, you know, um, fortunately for Acclaim and Mortal Kombat, that's how you know, even if they were a departure from the sort of generic look, generic feel of Street Fighter, they still got very, very, very popular. So that all said, you know, um, it's all very, very good. Um, So fast forward to 2008, now that uh, Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe came out, you know, the first thing I thought of when I saw the first video or when they first announced this game was... What the fuck were they thinking? Seriously, what the fuck? What the fuck are they thinking? I mean, DC, are you putting freaking superheroes in the fighting game? I mean, it seemed to me like a very, very desperate attempt to revitalize a series. Because definitely Mortal Kombat has been long dead, especially for me. um, After, as far as I'm concerned, only Mortal Kombat 1 and Mortal Kombat 2 existed, you know... As much as I did play Mortal Kombat 3, I didn't quite enjoy it. It was just a button-mashing game for me. There was no real strategy to it. It was just so kooky, and, you know, it wasn't fun anymore. I mean, it was a juggling game. It felt like Killer Instinct, and it wasn't supposed to be Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct owned that, you know, huge combo kind of um, gameplay, whereas to me, Mortal Kombat was more tactical, a little more serious, a little slower, and really there is that emphasis on, you know, brutally difficult gameplay, especially when it came to the bosses, like Kitaro and Goro and Shang Tsung and everything, and I remember that being so much more difficult than fighting Bison and the other bosses from Street Fighter, and, you know, when Mortal Kombat 3 came out and all these juggling, all this air juggling and shit. It was just so clunky. It was just so goofy to me. And it seemed that that's what the mantra of Mortal Kombat became, you know, transformed into ever since Mortal Kombat 3. That's why I never touched any other Mortal Kombat game since Mortal Kombat 3. And now they come up with this. It's sort of a monstrosity. It was sort of. It was. For me, it's a blatant rip off of. The ideas of Capcom, it's another instance of Mortal Kombat basically benchmarking against Capcom, taking ideas from it, not everything from it, just ideas from Capcom games and creating their own. And I say that because Capcom was the first one who ever did this, the whole versus thing with, um, I believe, what was that? Street Fighter versus X-Men, was it? I think... That was the first one. And then came Marvel vs Capcom and all that and then now it's that vs. versus Capcom, which is what I'm really, really looking forward to, quite honestly, but that's for another podcast. But you know, when Marvel Comics vs. DC Universe came out I was just like, What the hell is DC thinking? Why are you entertaining this this thought? Because it was just so absurd for one thing. I mean, you're putting superheroes against you know, none? superheroes thing, and it's just so strange, really. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, Marvel vs. Capcom seemed more logical for some reason, because, I don't know, the characters were all caricatures. They were all animated. They were all comic book-type characters. But when you you combine comic books with realistic characters, which are what Mortal Kombat characters are then there is that disconnect to me immediately you know um so fine I mean you know they sort of did a good job of melding it together I mean after months of knowing that it's out I sort of just accepted that fine I accepted the fact that okay fine versus DC they sort of did a good job in explaining why Superman isn't overpowered and all of that blah 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 But now, really, what my real problem with the game is, it doesn't look fun at all. I mean, you know, yes, it's fun. I mean, reviews have come out, and basically they did say that it's a fun button masher. It's, you know, it's for the not-too-serious fighting game enthusiast, somebody who just wants to have fun and all of that. But to me, really, it's so glaring just how core, the quality of this game is. I mean, I so wanted Mortal Kombat to have um, a comeback because it is one of the classic games um, ever. Um, it's it's kind of like Sonic to me. Uh, it had its day and then suddenly it just really made some bad decisions, took some wrong turns and really just fell from there. And, you know, people always um, look forward to the next Sonic games and the next Mortal Kombat game, but when it Turns out not to be so nice. I mean, people just turn a blind eye and just say, "eh, doesn't matter." I mean, who cares anymore? It's just Mortal Kombat anyway. It's just Sonic anyway, and you know, basically, the golden age of these games has co- has come and gone, and nobody really cares. Everybody's hoping for it to make a comeback, but nobody really expects it. You know what I mean? So, again, um, going back to the whole gameplay of Mortal Kombat it's the same fucking game from 10, 15 years ago. They didn't change anything. They didn't try to change anything. They didn't try to make it balanced. They didn't try to make it more exact. And, you know, I'm just a stickler for, you know, exactness when it comes to video games, that controls are supposed to be very, very precise. If I want a character to do something, I should be able to do it. But it seems that, you know, the button mashing mechanic of Mortal Kombat is still there, I hate button mashing. Um, not that, you know, I really, really hate it. I mean, some games are really like that, say, like, Devil May Cry or what, but... You know what I mean. It, it's button mashing with a purpose, but button mashing when it's not supposed to be button mashing, for me, is sort of, what? I mean, it's very, very backwards, it's very, very stupid. And for a fighting game that's supposed to be very tactical, very strategic, very exact, that is not supposed to be the case. Uh, button mashing should not be in any um, any fighting game, and you know, and I guess the the scale to which I measure a button mashing fighting game to a non button mashing fighting game is that an experienced player, not an expert, an experienced experienced player, should always be able to to beat. A, be, uh, a beginner, a newbie, whenever they fight. Now, when uh, an expert uh, or an experienced player can be basically defeated by just button mashing and everything, then that means it's a button mashing fighting game. So, you know, to an extent that is Smash Brothers, it's sort of like that, that I can definitely lose to a newbie who just got lucky. But it's less annoying when it comes to Smash Brothers because that is really the appeal of Smash Brothers, that just basically four people or just as many people just um really, really um duke it against each other, and it's just so much fun because anybody can basically win. Now, somebody who just gets an item, luckily, can basically just kill everybody else. And, you know, I forgive it for that, but when it comes to Mortal Kombat, just basically button mashing and just doing shit randomly is one of those things that's very, very annoying to me. Um, it's kind of like, I feel it's sort of like Mario Kart that, you know, even the good players are basically relegated to beginners and noobs because of the rubber banding, because of the stupid imbalanced um, item generation thing wherein the, the people at the back of the pack get better items. I mean, you know, it's just frustrates the hell out of me whenever these games come out with these kinds of rules. I mean, of course, I might be in the minority in saying this, but I just don't like those kinds of things. And, again, I haven't played Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe or anything, but it just seems to be that kind of a game to me, that you just keep pressing buttons and you'll win anyway. You know? Um, Gone were the days of Mortal Kombat 2, where it was a little slower, a little more strategic and everything, and I hate that about it. And that said, um they they still have that very very stiff look, and it's so stupid i mean it's so weird it's like they translated those you know i know it appealed back in the day the photorealistic um you know stills and of people and basically just um animating those, getting many stills of photorealistic stuff and translating that into graphics and everything but you know translating that to three d feels like such a stupid way to do things, really. I mean, the 3D models of this game are poor, are very, very poor. I mean, as a 3D modeler myself, I think I do have some sort of authority on that. I'm not saying I can do a better job, of course not. But I'm just saying that, you know, it's it's just ugly, dude. I mean, it's ugly, ugly, ugly. I mean, it's for the 360 and um, PS3, I believe, right? And they still really, really, really look ugly. I mean, I mentioned Tetsunoko vs. Capcom earlier, and that's for the freaking Wii. And I thought the graphics of that game looked pretty close to ff 4 uh, SF4, I mean. I mean, when I first saw the game, I thought, are they using Street Fighter 4 models? What system is this on? The Wii? Are you kidding me? That That's, you know, the impression I got. But when I saw Mortal Kombat, it's like, are you kidding me? Do they really need a 360 and a PS3 graphics to create this kind of look? No. No, you don't. Because it it sucks. It really does. I mean, they look terrible, honestly. I mean, you know, it's caricature and everything. The models themselves have a lot of flaws or they look disproportionate. They look... I don't know. There's something wrong with them, uh, most definitely. And I don't know. What's worse is that the models look bad already, but and the movement looks terrible. I mean, again, they tried to translate the whole retro feel of Mortal Kombat One and Mortal Kombat Two to this the most recent iteration of the genre. I mean, the movements are still very, very stiff. They look stupid. They they pose. And there's so little filling frames. You know, like there's no in betweens between key frames. If we talk about it in anim in animation terms. And it just looks stupid. I mean, what? What did they do? It's, it. I know it's just fun or anything, but it's just so old. It feels so old. And it's so sad because, you know, I really did want Mortal Kombat to be fun this time. I was actually really hoping that the funness of the game would outshine all these many flaws. Because I really did want a new Mortal Kombat game, but this Mortal Kombat just doesn't do it. And, you know... Over and above the graphical problems of it, the animation problems of it, over and above the whole, you know, I'm sure the, the move lists are still, fe- still feel like that, over and above the whole problem with incorporating comic book artists, uh, comic book art, or comic book characters into a very, very realistic game, they did the worst thing they could probably do to a Mortal Kombat game, is, which is take out the fatalities, like, Who wants to play a Mortal Kombat game without proper fatalities? They freaking nerfed the fatalities just to make the ESRB rating low enough for it to be able to be played by a lot of people, but you took out the freaking fatalities. What the hell? What the hell? So stupid. I mean, should never have done that. Just, you know, appeal to a mature audience and basically... Take take that, because that is what Mortal Kombat is all about, the fatalities. And nerfing them, quite honestly, is going to hurt the series very, very much. I might be wrong, it might be a great success during the holiday season, but, you know, such poor decisions by the developer, I think. Um, kind of like, it really does remind me of Sonic a lot. The falling from grace... And everything such was such a great, great um, title, such a great franchise back in the day, but then now it's just so it's been relegated to the sort of if you don't have any other game to play, give it a shot kind of thing. It's so sad. I mean, it's competent for sure, but it's no longer in its glory days, and that's just sad, because um, I won't settle for any other game that's lesser than Mortal Kombat 2. And the thing is, the difference is with um, other fighting games, they are stepping it up a lot more. Um, you know, basically really polishing everything uh, to its finest, you know, state, um, which is what fighting games are all about. This game is just so gimmicky and everything, there is no real competition to it. The point is, in every fighting game, it's a one-to-one competition. It's supposed to be very intense. It's supposed to be very balanced. It's supposed to be very controlled. And this game does nothing of that. It's sort of like just these, I don't know, these kits where you just press buttons and then you win and then you do a fatality or not a non-fatality in the end. And it's supposed to be funny and cool, but it isn't. I mean, it was just so... I mean... Come on, um, off the top of my head. Liu Kang's fatality is... He drops a freaking Mortal Kombat arcade machine on top of his opponent. Whoop-dee-doo. Jesus Christ. I mean, what the hell? What were what the hell were they thinking? I mean, Liu Kang has that dragon fatality. He turns into a dragon, bites the, <laughs> bites the whole top of the person's, you know, body off, and then transforms back to Liu Kang. That's his freaking fatality, too, dudes. I mean... I don't understand. I don't understand. What do you do? I mean, and then what? Wonder Woman lassoes the the opponent, you know, basically twirls him around like a yo-yo around the world yo-yo, and then slams him to the ground. Is that any fun? No. No. It's stupid, really. So, I don't know. Sorry to be such a hater of this game. I want to give it a chance. I I wanted it to be fun, but, you know, sorry, but it's really going to be a waste of money for me if I buy this game. I mean, if they brought out a demo, I'll definitely download it because it's free. But the fact that they're going to, you know, basically ask me full price for this game, it's, no, Uh, there are just too many games out there this holiday season that are worth my money much, much more than Mortal Kombat. And, you know, if I wanted eh, the appeal of that, the mixing of fighting game characters with another world of characters, and I'd definitely just go for Tatsunemokubri's Capcom. And I'm willing to wait as long as it takes for that game to finish, because I just trust Capcom a lot more when it comes to these things. And they have proven their, you know, track record. Their track record speaks for itself. So that said, I mean, you know, it's pretty sad that this game didn't uh, live up to expectations, and definitely a not buy for me. So... I apologize to MK vs. DC Universe fans out there, but, you know, a no-buy most definitely. Okay, um, on that note, let's move on to Game Over, and here we go. get another piece of you know sound that really makes me smile whenever i think about it smile because i think it's silly smile because it's you know it it um brings up a lot of nostalgia nostalgic memories in my head and it really is connected to one of my favorite games ever which is street fighter 2 um that is the opening sequence of the street fighter 2 arcade version and i think even the super nes version in the Genesis version when it came out. And it's silly, because it's so stupid. I mean, it's one of the... For me, at least, um, I remember it as one of the silliest intro scenes I've ever seen in a video game. Because it has basically nothing to do with the game itself. I mean, yes, it's called Street Fighter, and you basically see this black American dude fighting this white American dude. And the white American dude, I think, punches the black dude, if I remember correctly. And then you basically the camera just pans up and shows a Street Fighter II logo on top of a building. I mean, yes, it it's related to the whole fighting game experience, but then again, those characters don't even exist in the game at all. I mean, it's silly in that. I mean, I understand the whole connection to the game, but I just would have really rather that they they just took characters in the game and showed them fighting or something like that. Sort of like what they did in future titles wherein they see you see Ryu charging up a fireball and then, you know, um, hadoukening, I don't know, <laughs> the screen, basically. That that was pretty cool, but this one is just silly, it's fun, it's very nostalgic, it's very 90s. That's what I remember. It's very, very early 90s at that. And, you know, I just love it. I mean, as as, you know, as much as I have a lot of problems with it, it's just... You know, eh, the, the the things that it reminds me of really just makes me smile at the end of the day. And sort of like, you know, the Mortal Kombat song played earlier, which really does put a smile to my face, because it reminds me of those moments in time as bad as Mortal Kombat has become now. But you know what I mean. So same thing with this, uh, with this song. But then again, um, the difference with this song is that Street Fighter has always been a very good fighting game, and still is a very, very good fighting game, and that's why I chose Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, as stupid as that title is, quite honestly, as the Game Over segment this week. So Game Over, you know, I don't own this game at all. I wanted to, I wanted to buy it over the PSN store for 15 bucks, but... You know, right now, I really am trying to save a lot of money. I promised myself I, I would save money because I'm so freaking poor right now. Duh. It is called The con Gamer after all. But, you know, I'll hold off on that until um, I sort of hit the threshold in my my bank account. And when I hit that threshold, then I'll allow myself to buy more games. So why choose this game for Game Over when I haven't even played it at all? Because it is the same game as... It basically was years ago when I played it on the arcades and just, you know, um, with some rebalancing, some changes in some characters' moves and just, you know, upping the resolution of the sprites, of the graphics. So, you know, this game, you know, a little history, again, of Street Fighter. I did mention earlier that Street Fighter 2 was my fighting game of choice back in the day, over Samurai Showdown, over all these other games, over Mortal Kombat, um, over the all the SNK fighters. Street Fighter 2 was my very very, um, very, very favorite fighting game, if not my favorite fighting game of all time. Just the original Street Fighter 2. A lot of people do enjoy Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo a lot because supposedly that's when the balances were perfected. That's when the fighting was most enjoyable and less, le- least imbalanced, I mean, or most balanced, maybe more correctly. And But then again, to me, you know... When I got Street Fighter 2 for my Super NES, that was really my toy for forever. Um, I played it in the arcades. I do remember when, you know, Street Fighter came out on the arcade Super for the first time. It cost, like, three tokens to play the game. And three tokens back then was just so freaking expensive. I, I, I kid you not. It's like asking somebody today to pay around 60 pesos for it. And you know, those don't exist anymore. I mean, those kinds of games are extremely, extremely expensive. So, back in the day, 30 Tokens, it's like, you have to be rich to be able to play this game. And, you know, they did play this game, only the rich did play this game a lot, and they, I remember watching, just watching these people play for hours and hours. They had mountains of tokens in front of them, and since the fighting game genre was very, very new to, uh, then, because Street Fighter 2 was basically the very first fighting game that made it, you know, made it, uh, made its mass appeal debut, that was, you know, that appealed to everybody, basically. It was that first, it was the first fighting game ever to really jumpstart the whole genre. And, you know, basically they had these people, uh, all these people playing this game, Mountains of Tokens, because nobody really knew how to play fighting games. Um, I remember... This guy who played as Guile, and the only time he really made any special move was at the beginning of the, of, of the round. He made a sonic boom at the beginning of the round, and that was it. And every other move he made was basically just basic moves. So, you know, it, that's how green everybody was back then when it came to fighting games. Of course, now fighting games are all very, very, how should I put it? There are a dime a dozen now, and everybody everybody knows how to play them. But back then, you know, it was a completely different ball game. It was so new, it was so fresh that, uh, you know, I couldn't wait to get um, the sup- the Street Fighter Two version for the Super NES. And when I did, I never stopped playing it. Quite honestly, and I do pride myself in being. I would like to think, at least, you know, modesty aside and everything, one of the best Super uh, Street Fighter Two players ever on the Super NES. Um, You know, and I say that because I really do find myself hard-pressed to find anybody who can actually beat me in the game. Not that I'm looking for competition or anything, but, you know, um, I was pretty good. I was pretty good. Um, I don't know. Uh, Okay, just to illustrate that, um, my brother and I played a lot of this game, and, you know, um, we fought against each other. I, I really cycled through all the characters and everything. And I always beat him. I always beat him. No matter if I use Zangjeef, Zangjeef, or however you want to pronounce him, Dhalsim. Anybody. I used anybody. And I kind basically beat the crap out of him. So we, we play so many rounds. We play so many rounds. And he'd always punch me on the shoulder whenever I, whenever he lost. And those are a lot of punches, dudes. I mean, God. Um, One day, I just had a really, really huge black and purple spot on my shoulder. Because he just kept punching me. Jeez. Um... Uh, but then, you know, eventually, after playing for an hour or something, he will beat me once. I mean, you know, he'll win twice, two rounds out of three, and he'll beat me, and he'll stop playing. So that's how it really went around back then. So okay, fine, I mean, you know, so what? You can beat your brother or anything. But really, I mean, I, um, I played around with my brother's peers, who were three years older than me, and I beat the crap out of them all the time. And, you know, I do have this... I don't know if anybody has ever discovered it, but on the Super NES version of Street Fighter Two, Guile does have a re-dizzy technique. So basically, um, you have this guy dizzy, and you do some, you know, succession of moves, and the guy will dizzy again. And, you know, I I could do that back in the day. I don't know if I can do it now, but definitely I used that a lot then. That, you know, once you dizzy somebody and re-dizzy him then, for sure, you only have to basically suplex him or throw him, and that'll be the end of the game. So, you know, that's how much I was into the game. Um, You know, I played it on the hardest difficulties all the time, and I got all the secret endings. Um, If you don't know how you achieve that, basically, you had to beat the game without losing... once, I think, without losing any round at all. If you beat the game without continuing then you get this special poster wallpaper screen of every fighter in the game. And that's it. So that was it. But I think if you beat it without ever being beaten in a round, then you get this, you know, this, this scream from this winning winning hey from chun which is the Yata thing, right? Very heroes, very hero Nakamura, kind of like Yata thing. And I did that a lot of times. And I remember... I just kept playing it and playing it and playing it, and whenever I was beaten in one round, I'd reset the freaking game and play it all over again. It didn't matter if I was with Bison already, if I was with Balrog already. I reset the game and played it over again and tried to win it without losing. So, you know, that's how much, how addicted I was to the game. And really, if a lot of people consider Street Fighter Two Turbo HD Remix to be the gold standard of Street Fighter games, then I'm definitely there. I mean, um, admittedly, um, I guess I have very little experience with this version of the game. But if everybody says that is the most balanced, if it's you know the most enjoyable one, and everything, and I guess there is a reason why they chose to make this game the one that you know they basically revitalized and you know made next gen um, uh, textures or pixel art for and even hired um, Udon, was it Udon, to do all the art, then I definitely trust Capcom and their decision, the developer's decision, and supposedly this is a very, very, you know, the fans were very much involved in the development of this game, the balancing and basically what to do and how to basically update a very, very old game and make it it, the new, and so I trust them a whole lot with that, so you know, I'm really, really looking forward to playing this game, actually, and you know, it's, again, one of those games that I trust are very, very balanced, very, very gameplay centric, and, you know, how gameplay is always king to me. And, you know, that's really all I care about these days. Granted, I don't quite like how some of the characters were rendered, um, especially Ryu, Ryu, however you want to pronounce it, because, you know, There's something with his cheekbones, there's something there that I don't really like. He looks kind of weird in angles, but, you know, um, a minor detail doesn't really matter. Um, It looks really, really cool. I'm sort of bummed that they don't have a demo on this or something, because I do want to play it, Um, sort of, you know, even if I don't get the whole experience of it, just playing it even repeatedly with the same... Characters and just limited gameplay. I think I'll get a lot of fun out of it I mean, you know, I've been playing the devil may cry for demo a lot I've been playing the Naruto ninja storm demo a lot. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I mean, thank God for downloadable content Really, um, you know um, Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, I, I guess I'm digre- digressing already, but you know and en- enough said I guess about the whole Street Fighter thing It is one of my most favorite um, you know, series? Ever. My most favorite uh, fighting game ever, if ever. Okay, so many ever's. <laughs> anyway, Um you know, and Street Fighter really does have a special place in my heart because it is that game, I think, that turned me from a casual gamer to a hardcore gamer. Um It's a the very first video game I got for the Super NES together with Super Mario World. And, you know, I never stopped playing it, just spent so much time with it. I think I spent hundreds and hundreds of hours on that game. Just beating the crap out of everybody, beating the crap out of the computer. Uh, of course, you know, my skills are, you know, probably none. I mean, you know, it's nothing anymore. But back in the day, it was very, very good. Um, you know, but, you know, I haven't had fighting game practice in a very long time. The next fighting game I probably played a lot of after Street Fighter Two was Mortal Kombat 2. And then, after that, I don't know, Soul Calibur already, and even then, I wasn't very good at Soul Calibur at all. I mean, you know, I couldn't pull off feats like I did in Street Fighter 2 back then, in, you know, more recent fighting games. But you know, um, I know I didn't talk about the game itself too much, but there is really that attachment of this series to me. Street Fighter is always going to be my favorite fighting game of all time, most definitely, I haven't played every single game of it, but, you know, the attachment I have just to Street Fighter 2 back in the day really does make me believe so much in this game. And that's why I'm really, really looking forward to playing Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. Why the hell is this game's title so long? But anyway, and still really, really, really looking forward to playing Street Fighter 4. So they're saying it is going to be, um, you know, a, a return to the old, that that worked very well, and, you know, injected with the new, with the great things new, and, you know, uh, I just can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to this sort of new renaissance, new golden age of Street Fighter, and hopefully a lot of people will receive it very well. Hopefully the kids these days will really enjoy it, because these are really, really classic games, and, you know, um, people really shouldn't pass this off, because... These are how games should be made. How games should be, you know, should... How games should progress. Um, Capcom is one of the developers I trust the most. Uh, some of my favorite series is series came from them. So, Street Fighter, uh, Resident Evil, Mega Man, just to name a few, of course, right? And, you know, um, they always make very high-quality games. And I really, really do appreciate that they are updating their older games in the proper way. I think they're the ones who are most successful in doing that. I mean, you know, Mega Man 9. Um, case in point, right? The Mega Man 9. You have Bionic Commando. And then now you have Super Seed Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. Very, very well done. And, you know, I, I I wish other developers would follow suit, such as Square and everything. Everybody's been clamoring for a new perhaps next-gen version of Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy VII, yet they haven't done that. They just keep doing, they keep spamming the handheld market for, you know, um, their older games like Final Fantasy III, Final Fantasy IV. Well, all those are great, and Chrono Trigger will definitely be great. Definitely super good. But, you know, I just don't see the effort that Capcom is putting into their retro games. In Square Enix, I mean, you know, they're basically redoing the whole games. I mean, I know they're redoing the games in Final Fantasy three and four, making them three D. But again, then again, come on. I mean, give them that polish that they receive, give them that flair that they 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 so want to have, right? And I think Capcom's the one that's doing that most successfully these days. It's the same gameplay, but so much so, oh, so much better graphics. And hopefully, they do that for. I mean, you know, other developers do that for their classic games. But, you know, um, that said, there you go. Um, I would definitely encourage everybody to pick up um, this game, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. (laughs) On their Xbox 360 or or PS3. Um, I think most definitely a good, good buy. Um, This is what game, why fighting games were such the rage back in the day, and it's a title that everybody should have, if only for the sake of having it. You know what I mean? So that's it for Game Over. Now we'll move on to Sandbox. So this week in Sandbox, we'll be keeping it in theme of fighting games. And I just want to chit-chat a little about the fighting game genre as a whole, right? So, you know, um, back in the day, fighting games were really, really at the top of their game. Um, If today we have this saturation of first-person shooters and, you know, all these derivatives of it, like third-person shooters and all of that, um, fighting games were the king before them, I believe. And before fighting games, I believe, would be platformers, you know, the Mario games, the Sonic games, and all of that. Then now we had the, you know, um, fighting games with Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Samurai Showdown, all the SNK um, derivatives of it, like Art of Fighting, Fiddle Fury, and all these other crazy, you know, there was just so many games, fighting games before. Of course, it doesn't compare to just how saturated the market is with FPS games these days. And I think that's a function of there just being so many more developers these days than there were around 15 years ago. Um, But, you know, it it was crazy just how many fighting games were there back in the day and how terrible a lot of them were. Um, I remember that game called Pitfall. It had the look same as Mortal Kombat, but oh my god, so terrible, so terrible. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, so, you know, street fighters were real. As uh, street fighters, I mean, fighting games were really, really the rage before, and they were so freaking popular and to a very, very, you know, and true enough because it was the perfect arcade game. Um, so you know, while today we have MMOs, we have FPSs. I think they are popular because, precisely because they. Are very much in tune to how people play games these days. I mean, a lot of people go online; they like playing with other people. It's a very social game these days. But back in the day, when the internet wasn't really popular yet, or didn't even exist, when you know only arcades were out there, and you know consoles that only had two-player games, then the most you know the the, the type of game, the genre of game that was most suited for that kind of gaming atmosphere was the fighting game. It was a one-to-one fighting experience, a one-to-one gaming experience that people were looking for. I mean, the the whole idea of platformers and action-adventure games, like Contra and all that, they had the co-op, you know, play and everything. But when arcades suddenly came out and became really, really popular again, at least here in the Philippines, right, then competi- competitive um um two-player games were very, very much... I guess, the new thing. The new in thing. Um, it was very much in tune with the atmosphere of Arcade where, you know, you, you just see random people, strangers, and then you basically fight each other. And there is that more interesting dynamic because more often than not, when you play cooperative, cooperatively with anybody else, usually these are friends, you know, people you know. But I think in a more random atmosphere, in a more, you know, what do you call this social atmosphere where you don't really know anybody, then a competitive play really is much more suited for that kind of atmosphere. So, you know... Um, that said, what, what did happen to the fighting game um, genre? It just had this decline and basically um, passed, thro- uh, passed the, the, the crown, the whatever, passed the torch to the FPS. I mean, not to say that the fighting game genre is over. I mean, far from it. It just, you know, it just became normal. It just became generic. It, you know, it, I guess, how should I put it? Um, It just took that part of the industry that was, you know, it just basically settled down into its own niche, into its own compartment in the, you know, many types of game genres that are in the industry right now. And, you know, FPS is still in has the throne, has the torch and everything. But, you know, much like how platformers and action-adventure games are still there, very much alive, the fighting game genre is very much alive as well, though a little bit stagnant, most definitely. I mean, there is no fighting game that really stands out these days, and they don't really try to do any new things, really. I mean, the things I just said, right? Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe feels very old, um, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, as much as I praise it, is very old intentionally. Um, and then Street Fighter 4 is also quite old in, in a, to Capcom's own admission, right? That they're basically going back to the basics and just making it a very offensive kind of fighting game. And, you know, everything just feels stagnant. There's nothing really new. There's no real new thing in fighting games. If ever they did try anything new, it usually didn't work. Um, An example of this probably would be Virtual On for the Dreamcast for the arcades by Sega. Um, You know, it was a new take on the fighting game for me. It didn't quite work, you know, the controls are very, very difficult to learn. I couldn't really control my robots very well. It was a good game, it was a good game, but, you know, again, fighting games are very exact by nature, and this game wasn't exact by any means at all. So, you know, everybody still Looking for that next fighting game that will revitalize the genre and I'm so I'm sort of sad that you know Mortal Kombat you know, basically passed out that opportunity completely. and I really do hope that Capcom perhaps does that. I mean because it is for me the king of fighting games, if anything. I mean, you know you have more fighting games in the form of Tekken in the form of Virtual Fighter in the form of um, Soul Calibur and all of that, but all of them really are just derivatives, are just, you know, natural progressions of earlier titles that came before it. I mean, in terms of Soul Calibur, you know, I think, I do want to buy Soul Calibur 4 because I am a fan of the series, but, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, I have the demo and the PS3 and everything, but it just feels like Soul Calibur all over again, just a little more consumeristic and capitalistic, quite honestly. It's like they're milking the the series out of everything. It just feels the same. And in some respects, actually feels less, you know, less impressive than it did before. Because when Soul Calibur came out for Dreamcast before, it was freaking arcade perfect. But then now, when the graphics have gone so far already, it just doesn't look all that good anymore. I mean, it looks... Great! It does. It does. I mean, much much better than um, Mortal Kombat, at least. Sorry, Mortal Kombat, diss you again, but you know, much better than other uh, fighting games. But you know, it doesn't. It's it doesn't scream greatness anymore. It doesn't look all that amazing anymore. It was. It just looks okay. That's what I'd expect these days from a fighting game, from any game. But you know, the bar has been raised to so much higher now that I think if they can't improve the graphics anymore. I mean, you know, Tekken, yeah, it's it looks good. Virtua Fire looks good. Soul Camera looks good. If you can't surprise people with the graphics anymore, then concentrate on the gameplay. Concentrate on making things fresh. Uh, trying newer things. I mean, because the FPS genre is still sort of doing that, if you ask me. I mean, um, Gears of War does that very well. I mean, with the cover system, it was able to add that element into it. That, becomes a standard, sort of, that every other, you know, FPS game compares itself to. You know, the the active reloading is also a very good touch, if you ask me. And, you know, games like um, Resident Evil that did the whole QuickTime events first, and the whole over-the-shoulder perspective first. I mean, those games, they really do keep the popularity of the genre alive, and for, I guess... For fighting games, they dropped the ball a long time ago, and they still haven't gotten that new thing that really propels the industry, uh, the genre, back to you know, very, very popular status. Um, of course, they had this missed opportunity, I guess, when it became 3D, because for all intents and purposes, fighting games are really just 2D experiences, really. I mean, yes, you have that 8-way you know, running, I don't know what you really call it, with Soul Calibur and, you know, the rest of the games with Virtual Fighter and all of that. But, you know, as much as that does add a layer of gameplay to it, to me, it seems a little clunky. Uh, you know, I never really learned it, and maybe that's my fault, but, you know, I never really enjoyed the eight-way running thing. It didn't feel natural. I just wanted to, you know just fight and just keep fighting. And I know the moves are built into, you know, sidestepping and all of that, but, you know, I never really got that far into the game because, you know, just these days really... You don't have that much time to invest in learning a game that deeply. And I guess that's a one-up that FPS games have with with fighting games, that you don't have to invest that much time to be very good at it. And the thing is, with the fighting games... Um while FPS games are enough, I mean, to me at least, as a single-player um, gamer myself, the campaign modes of FPSs are a lot richer than fighting games, obviously, um, by design. I mean, by pure the nature of the genre itself, fight, f- FPSs are just, you know, far more interesting than fighting games when it comes to the campaign mode right? Um, You know, you basically blow through the arcade mode of a fighting game in a few minutes, and that's it. But games like Gears of War, Resistance 2, and all these other FPSs like Half-Life, Portal, they have um, campaign modes that are really, really lengthy and, you know, are very, very much worth it. But if you want to maximize your time with fighting games, then you'll have to play online, you'll have to play multiplayer, you have to play with a friend. And that's really... I guess, the nature of the genre itself. So, you know, it's a little bit problematic for um, fighting games to really have that new hook again, because there's, I guess, a lot of problems with it. That you really, the enjoyment of um, the fighting game is really directly proportional to how many people you have to play against. And, you know, since, I don't know, for some reason, the online component of fighting games aren't, as robust aren't as stable as FPS multiplayer experiences, and I have no idea why. But, you know, that seems to be the facts, and I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I really do feel that they have to kind of step up the gameplays a lot more, add some more things to the games, because they really all do very much feel old. And even SNK is doing the same thing. I mean, I talked about these um, Acclaim already, I talked about Capcom already. Even SNK is just basically dropping the ball and just milking, you know, their former series off as, you know... You know, just basically riding the popularity of their old series, like King of Fighters. Uh, they're not even updating the graphics at all. It's still all 2D, if, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, now that's all a bad thing, of course, but it's just so stagnant. And to me, I don't see myself really spending all that much money on them, except for perhaps Street Fighter Four, because... At least it's very, very, you know, visually interesting. It's a take... It's, you know, it took off from the normal mold of, you know, um, Tekken 6 and um, Soul Calibers and all of that. It doesn't look the same. And that in itself, even the visual treatment, I think, to me, I have to acknowledge and say it about, like, that, yeah, there you go, Capcom. That's a good step forward. While, you know, I don't think there is any real innovation in the gameplay itself, I think it's just worth it because, you know, I just miss Street Fighter. I miss very competent fighting games. And I will buy this game because it has been a long time since I got a fighting game. But, you know, I really am worried for... You know, I'm not very worried, but it seems that every other fighting game that comes out doesn't really do anything new. And that's, to me, a very glaring disadvantage of the genre. Because platformers, fighting games, they always have... I mean... Platformers, action games, FPSs, RPGs, and racing games and all of that, they always have something new for some reason. I mean, you know, developers seem to have an easier time figuring out something new to add to these games and that give them more meat. But with, in terms of fighting games, they seem very derivative, they seem very stagnant, they seem... They feel the same all the time. And I am hungering for that new thing that fighting games can do. And hopefully, you know, it'll come in the next year or so. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, I mean, you know, Um, that said, it's still a very, very viable genre. It's still very, very popular, definitely. But it does need that extra push, I think. And I don't know, if Capcom, Namco, if any of you guys, SNK, if any of you guys are really listening. I mean, I really do hope that you have something up your sleeves. Because I think the fighting game genre does deserve that extra push that extra attention because you know from a personal note it is that genre that made me into the gamer that i am today that made me so passionate with video games as i am now so hopefully you guys are listening so hopefully you do something about it so there you go um that is episode eight of the kong gamer hopefully you guys enjoyed it and hopefully this themed um thing is sort of attractive Um, But I am very much looking forward to next week's episode of Dukang Gamer because a couple of my friends have expressed their interest in actually talking to me about, talking with me about video games. So hopefully that'll push through. I'm very, very, I'm very much looking forward to that. So we'll be three, hopefully, in the podcast next week. So finally, finally, I finally get to have a dialogue with some people um, about video games. And you know, different opinions, hopefully definitely going to be a lot more interesting than you know, my one sided, biased opinions about video games. And hopefully you guys will enjoy that a lot more. So I'm sort of you know one person takes basically an R just to discuss all of these things and I don't know how long that podcast will last actually. And it's gonna be completely random. It's gonna be complete it's gonna be a complete mess. I have no idea what we're gonna talk about and One of my friends actually said that he has no idea what we're going to talk about, because I basically talked about all the games he already wanted to talk about. But, you know, um, probably it's going to be... We're going to take a look back on some of the games I already discussed and open some new opinions about the games. And hopefully I'll have... And I do, actually, have new opinions about the games I already talked about. And hopefully I can inject that into next week's episode so hopefully you guys will be there with us next week and hopefully we can do I mean you know my friends and I can do this a lot more because I definitely will enjoy doing this podcast a lot more if I do have somebody to talk to and argue with you know so much more fun that way and uh, maybe you'll see you know some more random things from me a little bit a little less you know conscious about the things I'm gonna say and a lot more spontaneous a lot more random a lot fun a lot more fun so hopefully you guys uh, stay tuned to episode 9, the first episode we'll ever, we're ever gonna have guests in. So you know, you you guys if you have anything to say to me if you guys have comments, suggestions on how to make this podcast mo- better maybe all three of you listeners or however many you are because I am not getting any comments on the threads. You know, just email me at dokonggamer at gamer at gmail.com or just leave something on the, on the thread of the blog. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll enjoy the episode a lot more next week. So, see you guys then.